0: Hey, mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations. You know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. So I want to talk about how hard it can be as parents to get on a good schedule and prioritize and take care of literally all of the things. Now, like I've said before, now that it's fall, September has come and gone. We're kind of in the season of grind. I know for my husband, it's the end of the fiscal year, so his job is like going crazy with financial stuff. And for myself, just like with school and work, it's just a really, really busy time. And planning fall activities around such a busy schedule is hard. I know that for myself, I do have the luxury of getting off of work by like 2:30, so I do have afternoon hours with the kids to go to the park or go do something. But with my husband, I'd rather like if I'm going to go to the pumpkin patch he come too, And what I've been realizing is that I, every day after work, I give to my kids, like I wake up and I'm balancing like kids and work, kids and work, kids and work, kids and work, work ends. And it's like about the house and the kids, house and the kids. And then there's no time for me to do projects. And something that I think we all could learn to do is kind of to take a step back, right? Take a step back and not just prioritize, um, Our self care, but prioritize doing the things we want to do, whether that be, you know, really getting into shape. It's so hard for moms to like get into a good routine. Like, if, unless you have a husband who leaves the house at like 8 a.m. and you're home all day and you have kids that nap for two hours, there's not a lot of little windows for you to have time. And so, for me, that the time that I have by myself is like maybe. 30 minutes in the morning, sometimes an hour if I get up earlier and Elliot really stays asleep. And then sometimes in the afternoon, it really depends on what's going on with my husband. So it it feels selfish to me, you know, when the day is done, I've worked I'd rather give to my kids and take them to the park or something. But what I've realized is that it's so important that, you know, if you want to go to the park Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you want to take care of yourself on Tuesday and Thursday, that's fine. And, um, For instance, like this morning, last night I was tired and I looked at Ethan and I was like, I'm not doing anything tomorrow. I have gone, I've done, I have done the park on Monday, splash bed on Tuesday, the park on Wednesday and Thursday. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything because I'm tired and we have a nice home. Like enjoy our front yard, like play, like play with each other, play in the basement with all those toys that I've bought you. Like I need a minute to breathe, whether it be to take a bath or even to just like, let me take a 20 minute walk by myself or a 30 minute run. Like, let me start prioritizing myself. And so, what has been working for me, or what I've kind of started doing, and I've told you guys a little bit about this before, is really getting into my schedule in really starting to apply my schedule. So that means that if on Mondays after school, what am I saying? Mia does not have school on Mondays. On Mondays after work, if I want to let that be for the kids, like a fun start to the week, we either do an activity, we go to the park, we... um that's pretty much all we do is either do an activity or go to the park, go check out a new place or something. Um, The library, I don't really want to be indoors with COVID and stuff. So I prefer to do outdoor activities because like once it's winter, we'll be shut in, right? So that's on Mondays. And if on Mondays, I need to wake up at five to give myself an hour to get myself together, that's fine. If I need to Sleep in because I'm tired, that's fine. And then on Tuesdays, like Tuesday, Mia goes to school. It's her first day of the week of school. And so on Tuesdays, it's okay to be in. And so like, what I've said is that, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are already really busy days because Mia has to go to school. And it's like a weird, when you have kids in preschool, like the half day schedule just doesn't work out for you. Like, it's just weird. So, On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I want to have some time to breathe in the afternoon, and as long as my husband's not in the office, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're not going to the park. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, while he's home for the next few weeks, I'm going to do something for myself for an hour, Um, and on Fridays, I'll do something for myself, and then I'll do something fun for the kids. Like With Fridays, if I'm off of work at 2.30, they don't usually wake up from nap till 3, 3.30, I can sometimes push it. That last hour, like, let me go take a bath. Let me go for a walk. He, uh, Ethan can watch the monitor. He works from home those days, even when he's back in the office. And then once I've taken care of myself for an hour, all right, now I'm ready for movie night. Now I'm ready for outdoor camping s'mores. Now I'm ready for the park. But as a mom, I feel like it's really, really hard to have your own goals because your schedule doesn't allow you time for your goals. And I think it's especially true when you have like little people, like once your kids are in elementary school and they're gone for eight hours a day and they come home and they may have homework, you get some time back, not a lot. But once they're that age, that means that Saturday mornings, they can play by themselves. My kids aren't at the age where they'll like play by themselves yet. So um, my challenge has been, you know, I have to be watching them. But once they get to that age, you know, you can give yourself, hey, Saturday morning, have some cereal. I'm going to sleep in. Or Saturday morning, I'm going to make breakfast and then hang out with your dad. So um, I just think it's really important that like you and you understand what season you're in like for a long time I wasn't understanding this period where I have babies is short like it's hard and the days are really really freaking long but like me as in school now I've crossed that that happened so quickly and so we have to give to ourselves before we give to anyone else right so of course I was scrolling on the interwebs and I saw this post um, that is from the Depression Project. And it reads 10 um, reasons someone may break down over something small. And here are some reasons, and I'm going to kind of chat about it a little bit more. So the first is they're in survival mode. Um, their past trauma has been triggered. That small thing meant nothing to you but something to them They have anxiety and couldn't control the physical symptoms of it in this moment. They've been mentally abused and are hypersensitive in social situations. They've been bottling up emotions for so long, it couldn't hold on to them any longer. They have anxiety and get triggered by surprises. They've had so many things go wrong lately that they were really hoping this would go right. They feel overwhelmed and can't take on any other stress, and they're so drained they can't fake a smile anymore. why do I feel like sometimes motherhood, I'm just like set up to fail, set up to fail. And the reason why I feel like this is there are some weeks, I'm sorry for the lullabies in the background. There are some weeks where I really, really win, right? Mm -hmm. Some weeks where I win. And then there are other weeks where I lose. And this week, This week, I lost. One, I'm recording, and there's a weird echo because I'm in my room in the baby monitor. I can't find it, but it's on, so I can hear myself from the monitor. Two, I was so busy running around doing all the like useless crap we do as moms, like vacuuming. Why? When there's going to be more crumbs, cleaning the counters. Why? When there's going to be more sticky stuff. But I was doing all that and I was going to make crack chicken. So I'm sure you guys know what crack chicken is. If you're not, if you don't just look on, um, like Pinterest or even Google it, you can put it in the crock pot or the instant pot. And it's just like chicken, cream cheese, um, ranch seasoning, t- bacon and cheese. And it turns out to be like really, really yummy. So I was like, I'm gonna make this crack chicken, put it in the crock pot, have an easy dinner. So here's where I failed. I usually like when I do a crock pot meal, if, it, if I'm doing the chicken raw, it's defrosted, right? And I don't have any fresh chicken like from the store. I don't know if fresh is the right word, but like, you know, like chicken cutlets or whatever. So I pulled out my bag of frozen chicken that stays in the freezer forever and I never use it cause I just prefer to have like the other chicken. It's like my emergency chickens in the freezer. So I pull out the emergency chicken and I put this emergency chicken into the air fryer to defrost it. Cause my air fryer has a nice little defrost button. So I hit that little button and I defrost the chicken and I'm like, okay, it looks like it's good. But at that time, I was doing this all during my lunch break at, at home, right? Because I'm working from home. So I had made the kids lunch, sat the kids down. Mia's done lunch. She wants me to watch her do tricks and flip because she's three. And are three-year-olds get to this point where they want you to see them do everything. So she's like, watch this, mom. And she stands on one leg. And I'm like, awesome. And she's like, watch this, mom. And she like high fives the wall. And I'm like, that's awesome. And so I have this emergency chicken in the air fryer. I stop, give the kids lunch, cut up the blueberries, cut up the strawberries, give them their noodles, give them their chicken, not the emergency chicken. This is like a different chicken that's already cooked from the night before. And so they're eating their lunch and is done. And then Elliot's ready for a nap because he woke up at 630 like a maniac um, cause I woke up at six and he realized I wasn't in the room 30 minutes later. And so he woke up for the day and when he woke up, he was like all giggles and smiles like, ha, 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 hi mom. And I was like, no, go back to sleep for at least another half hour. So that backfired. And then I got on the computer. I'm like training some people and working with some people. So people are like hitting me up for questions, like literally blowing up my spot on my computer at work. So I'm like responding to this person, responding to that person, responding to this person, have to stop and clean up lunch. Um, Mia's starting to throw a tantrum because I'm like, listen, we're not painting our nails right now. We will do so after she takes her nap because by then I'll be off work and I can supervise the nail painting experience. Keep in mind, this morning, I already led her in a, like, pumpkin painting craft. She had, I made, like, homemade egg bites for breakfast. So, um, I thought I was killing the mom game thing, right? Like, you have such a fun Friday. So, this all went went down on Friday. So, I, after everything's cleaned up, Elliot's now fussing. I've answered all these people's questions. I take him upstairs to go on a nap. And like I've told you before, um, if you use the peanut app, there's this thing called pods. You can start one, you can make one. And there was like a black mama's pod. And I was like, let me hop on here and see what this is about. I wonder how many people are going to look at me and think, what the heck? So I hop on the pod and it was so good. Like all these women were talking about their experiences. And I was like, wow, I can relate. Or wow, I never knew about that. And then it's all of a sudden three o'clock. And my chicken is defrosted in my air fryer, not in my Crock-Pot cooking. My cream cheese is still on my counter, not in my Crock-Pot cooking. And see, what threw me was at lunchtime, I was going to have Ethan watch the kids for a minute. But right now, his lunch is an hour after mine because his schedule's dumb. And I was going to throw everything in the Crock-Pot. And he was like, no, 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 I'll do it at one o'clock he forgot and I forgot. So now we have to figure out dinner because I'm not really going to feed my kids or myself this chicken that's defrosted, that's been sitting out for, you know, three hours and just put it in the crock pot and pray like chicken's dangerous. (sighs) So I guess Chick-fil-A is going to have to save the day. So going back, and I was talking about how you never know what people are walking through. Um, You never know what people are walking through. And so I was in this group, I'm going to share one more thing with you guys. And it says 10 facts every woman should know. One, everyone has roles when they bend over. That's a good one. I could have, I could have used that tip when I was in high school starving myself. Two, when someone tells you that you're beautiful, believe them, they aren't lying. Yeah, I've, seen so many women in life that I think are absolutely beautiful and they don't believe me sometimes we all wake up with breath that could kill a dragon for every woman unhappy with her stretch marks is another woman who wishes she had them you should definitely have more confidence if you saw yourself the way others see you you would don't look for a man to save you be able to save yourself swing your own sword beauty it's okay not to love every part of your body but you should We all have that one friend who seems to have it all together. That woman with a seemingly perfect life. Well, you might be that woman to someone else, even if you feel like a hot mess. You should be a priority, not an option, a last resort, or a backup. You're a woman, and that alone makes you beautiful, pretty, and pretty damn remarkable. that, Um, And I thought that was powerful. I feel like as women, sometimes... We all like live in our own bubbles and in our own heads of, oh, I'm not skinny. I'm not as skinny as I used to be. Or i oh, look at my friend. She's married and has a beautiful house and kids. And I don't even have a boyfriend. Or, you know, me and my f- baby's dad aren't together. Or that woman who goes to work every day and drives that nice car, she has the perfect life. Or that woman who gets to stay home with her kids, she has the perfect life. I feel like we're always striving to be like we're always looking at what someone else has and thinking they have it better. When in reality, every single one of our lives is beautiful and unique. I know this is kind of hippie of me to like go this way. Um, But it's true. Every single one of our lives is beautiful and unique and what's meant for us. Right. And so it's, it's not bad to have goals or dreams or to work towards things, but it's so important to appreciate what you have. Um, And so I've been really trying to do that as you know, and yeah. Speaking of just like being a hot mess, I posted this TikTok of just like my daughter's room. Um, I have been working all day, have not been upstairs, and she comes up here to play sometimes, and her room is just trashed. And I did this TikTok and I also posted it to like my reels on Instagram, and it was asking if I wanted to share it to Facebook. And this is where I had a realization. And I was like, "Mm, my family's on Facebook. They're going to see my kid's room be a mess. But here's the thing. This is Christian Mom Uncensored. And I realized that a lot of the content I do or a lot of the things that show my messiness, right? Literally my kid's messy room. Literally the messiness in my marriage or the messiness. Not that my marriage is messy. Like don't don't go getting it twisted. No, we're good. We're solid. We're tight. But the messiness of life, right? The stress of how do I log on to work and start the dishwasher and cook breakfast and attend a meeting and then do the job that I have to do and then get my kid to school and then come back and then put the baby down for a nap and do the job that I have to do and then leave to pick her up from school and then come back and do lunch and then clean up and then do the job that I have to do and then make dinner and take the kids to the park and make sure that we have clean laundry and make sure that the groceries are stocked so that when she asks for strawberries, there's strawberries in the fridge, but then there's no strawberries or the strawberries are old and they got to go. And now she's mad and I'm mad because I'm stressed because I've carried all of this weight and my husband's looking at me like we haven't had a minute alone in a month and And I'm like, where are the minutes? Tell me, babe, where the minutes are. And I will show up to the minutes because my minutes don't match your minutes. And it's a mess, right? It's a mess. And that was just a lot to say. The thing about it is as moms, we all have mess, right? Whether it be a literal messy room, whether it be a messy car, whether it be a messy closet, whether it be messy emotions in this, first of all, retrograde, it's real. Everyone around me is getting messed up. Everyone is messed up, like self-care, y'all. I just feel like we can't pretend to be what we're not. And there's so much out there about be yourself. Motherhood is great. First of all, motherhood is beautiful, but it is confusing It is lonely. It is scary. Like, you are financially responsible for two little kids. Nothing can happen to you. So what happens when you lose your job or your husband loses your job or you have to move to another state or... You have to figure out what to do with school or COVID breaks out at your kid's school. And, and now you don't know if you should tell the family that you saw last week. Oh, by the way, there was an outbreak at my kid's school. My kid doesn't have it, but who knows? Or And then everyone's just yelling at each other over politics and decisions and you're exhausted and you've been trying to breastfeed, but you can't figure it out. Do you have enough milk supply? You're pumping and nothing's coming out, but your baby seems fed. And they're saying, give your baby formula and put rice cereal in your milk. And you know, that sounds a little iffy, like you're not really supposed to do that. Like motherhood is so confusing and it's like a messed up, messy, messy journey. And so many times I think about the moms that say it's messy now, but one day your house will be clean and you will miss that mess. So one, don't forget that you're going to miss that mess. But just because we're going to miss it in the future doesn't mean it's not hard today. And as a mama who's doing the hard today, let me tell you, I'm going to cry I'm going to order Olive Garden for dinner because there's too many dishes in my sink. And the odds of me getting them all done without a toddler pulling out all the dishes or getting wet is is slim to none. And I've been up all night with a teething baby. He has three teeth coming in at the top and he's miserable. And my two-year-old won't poop on the potty. And I don't know what to do about that. It's all messy. None of us know what we're doing. And I I love Instagram because I love to see for all of my followers, all the People I'm following that are like beautiful and have cute homes and like their makeups together. That's not me most days. Most days I am in a t shirt and biker shorts. Most days I am in, I'm not wearing pants, okay? If I'm not leaving the house, let's be honest. Most days I don't brush my teeth till noon. I'm like, oh, it's lunchtime. My husband finally has a break. I get a break to brush my teeth real quick. Most days it's a mess and I feel like we need to be reminded of the mess more and I was talking about how I really want to grow this platform of motherhood, how I really, really want to not just have a podcast, but have a group. I want to have meetings. I want to, let's talk about all the topics, like let's get into it. I want to connect, but I can't connect with anyone if I don't show up with my, my dirty laundry, right? Literally the amount of dirty laundry I have. And the amount of clean laundry. The amount of laundry is insane. No one tells you. They tell you when you have newborns, they go through a lot of onesies. Hi, bug. You don't like me talking on the podcast. Thank you for kisses. They tell you that you're going to need a lot of clothes, but they don't tell you how much, like, for the rest of your life you're going to be doing laundry. And everyone, and if they don't have this, then they don't have, they have too much time. On their hands has a room where all the laundry is it's in the hallway it's in the laundry room it's in the basement it's in your bedroom there's a pile of laundry in your house right now and if there isn't turn off this podcast because you're too darn perfect all right so that that was all I wanted to say and now I have to chase my toddler my one-year-old before he tries to I don't know open up random things he's not supposed to open but I just wanted to say that we're all messy And I feel like give ourselves grace for the mess and let's own up to it. I can think about how many times someone has said, hey, I want to stop by. And I thought, crap, I have to take out the trash or I need to do these dishes real quick. If you show up to my house unannounced, you're going to get an unannounced house. That's all I got to say. You show up unannounced. Don't be surprised if I'm not wearing pants. Don't be surprised if there's still food on my kids tray from breakfast. Don't be surprised because my schedule is insane. My life is insane. And I will always say this. Mia has gotten a new Barbie camper. And she's obsessed with it. She's obsessed with Barbies. Finally, guys. I've always wanted her to play with Barbies because I love Barbies. And now she's into them. So we get to play Barbies all the time. And it's really fun. And all day when I'm at work, she says, Mom, can you play with me? Mom, can you play with me? I cry on the inside when I have to log into a meeting or answer a question. And I have to tell her, wait. So at the end of the day, when I look at those dishes and I look at my three-year-old, I choose her. And I say my husband's going to get the dishes done because I don't have the time. Okay. Now that I have gone on her rant about the messiness, I think that like your house and your kids and everything, like you go through phases where you get, you have it together for a day and then the house is a mess. And so something I'm working on doing um, is I, um, I'm starting to kind of figure out how I can downsize as in like, we have a lot of toys. And what I'm realizing is this is just switching conversations is that we have a lot, a lot of toys and Mia will play with some, um, she favors others, but at the end of the day, there's a good number of toys that she doesn't play with that Elliot doesn't play with. And I think it might be time to switch them out. And so I've, I'm sure you've seen those really pretty Instagram houses where they have like really minimal nurseries and things. Unfortunately, that is not my lifestyle. I wish I could be that um, put together maybe in our new house when we get a new house in like a couple of years, literally like two years is the plan for our forever home. Um, let me put that into the universe. But What I've decided to do is really go through her toys and just, I know it hurts, but let's get rid of it and let me set up the living room with more... um, with different types of toys. So my intention when we moved in was to do this, but it's just not what happened. I was pregnant and didn't really have the energy to organize and now I kind of do. So here is what my intention is. Let me tell you what my intention is. My intention is to, in our living room, only have like good Montessori building learning type toys. Like we're not gonna have like one set sing or like flashing lights or look super cluttered. Like I'm gonna have, I have these bins from Target they're clear on my TV stand. I'm literally just going to take a trash bag and whatever is in them, close my eyes and empty them and um just start fresh. And it's really hard to start fresh, but I think it's really necessary. I also kind of want to rearrange my living room. Um right now my desk is right by the window. My husband thinks I should keep it that way, and I might, but I think um I think I just want to get, like, my entryway kind of figured out a little bit better. Um, Because right now it's just, like, not together. And I want to have the space for everything. And so I, um, yeah, so my intention is for our living room. I don't mind if she have, if Mia wants to bring her Barbies into the living room at some point. But I really want the main play area to be um, in our basement because that's where all the big toys are. That's where the big kitchen is. That's where like all of the, like, you know, flashy toys are. And my goal is to kind of move some things into the kitchen so that when I am in the kitchen trying to make dinner or cook breakfast, Elliot will have something to do. Um, and then also so that our living room is just like a nicer, cleaner space and all of that. I really do think that your environment helps your energy. And I think sometimes it's really hard when you're already mentally, physically drained to get up and organize the living room or to get up and clean the kitchen. And I am there right now. I've been there. Um, but then, you know, sometimes you'll get a burst of energy and you're like, okay, I can tackle this project. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Like I've told you guys before, the biggest thing that works for me when I'm just like sitting in a space that's maybe cluttered, like I'm staring at toys, there's a blanket on the floor, there's a diaper in the corner, is to set, you could do like a five or 10 minute timer um, if you're a stay at home mom or even like in the evening while you're cooking dinner. Uh, If you are working outside the home or if you're like me, who is working from home, take a step away from your desk for five or 10 minutes, set a timer and just clean as much as you can in that timer, like start from the very spot you're in and then just move And whatever gets put away. Great. And you'll see that five to 10 minutes actually can help your space quite a little bit. And I keep preaching about this timer idea, but I do believe it. And you could even like have your timer go off every two hours, like every hour is kind of a lot, but every two hours to say like, Hey, spend 10 minutes straightening something up. I realized, um, a couple weeks ago, I was watching my friend's kids, um, during the day while she was at work. And so I had all the kids. I was off of work. It was a Saturday and, um, I realized I could actually handle more kids or I could have like a a small daycare or something and have my house together because I'm not stopping to keep doing work. And I realized that what's really keeping my house from being together is my job, not blaming my job, but the fact that I have this other responsibility to check in, to do this work, to send this email, to attend this meeting kind of stops my flow where When I just have the kids since the weekend, I always say this, I can be, I'm on top mom level, right? Like I have no other distractions. The kids can play for 10 minutes while I clean up for 10 minutes and then I'll play with them for a while and then clean up for another 10 minutes. And so I think that a lot of times we compare ourselves to others. We compare our homes, our bodies, our everything but not everyone's living the same life as you. Not to say that you can't achieve those things, right? Like I'm striving to have a better organized, clean home, but also just like check your reality, check your season and check the time that you're in. Because, you know, Susie might have three kids that go to school, that go to elementary school that are gone for eight hours a day, and she may work from home, but there's no little people cluttering up the house while she's working. Or Jessica might work outside of the home, and so her kids are at daycare all day, and the only dishes getting used are the ones from breakfast and dinner. And so she has a good routine of after dinner, I clean up, and then after breakfast, I load everything to the dishwasher. So that's why she never has dishes. But maybe you're a stay at home mom, and you are always at home and your kids are always home. So there's always laundry. There's always dishes. There's always something. And it could be a mix. uh, It could be a mixture, a myriad of all of those kinds of examples. The point is that we all have our different lives and different time allotted. If you're a single mom, you're doing double the work. If your husband works late, you're doing double the work. If I feel like the thing about social media I love is I see people I want to be like, right? Like I follow people I aspire to be like, there's some celebrities, there's some inspirational speakers, there's some talkers and I see their lives and it looks great. And obviously they've reached this level of accomplishment that I'm striving towards. And I see other people who are like me, like similar moms, you know, I have kids that I follow probably following you and you like, they have good outfits or clean homes, but the time that I have isn't the same time allotted, um, For instance, I would love to get up an hour before my children. And I've tried to I've talked about how I've done this before. And either got the house set up, got breakfast done, or got myself ready for the day, did some of my tasks. But the reality is this the minute I wake up, Elliot's awake. And he's not going to sleep until bedtime. I mean he'll take naps and things, but It really does kind of change the hands you have when you don't have a minute to set yourself up in the morning. And so what I'm acknowledging is right now, Elliot's teething. He's almost one. He might be going through a growth spurt. I don't know. He's going through something. It doesn't, it isn't always like this. There are times when I can get up before him, but while he's going through this clingy, like the minute I leave the bed, he's awake phase, it's hard. And I have to tell my husband too, because he can get really frustrated, like understandably so when, you know, Elliot's up my butt or he's crying all the time or, um, I'm extra moody because I haven't gotten sleep. And it's like, Hey, this doesn't, this isn't life every day. This is life for this week. And so if you have a colicky baby, know it ends. Elliot was a colicky baby. Mia was the perfect baby. Okay. She was the perfect baby. She had minimal flaws. She, was also a co-sleeper, so that was a flaw, but whatever. I could get up and she would sleep. She took bottles so I could leave for extended periods of time. Elliot is the challenging one, not to say that, he, I mean, it's his fault. He's just a, like a little bit more challenging. He had colic. Um, he will not take any bottles and his sleep is imperfect. Whereas Mia was getting to the point where she would sleep all night. And Elliot has never done that. (laughs) He's never slept through the night. It's never been like eight to eight before, or like eight to six. It's always been like eight till one or eight till one night he did sleep till three. And I was like, what is this? He must've been really tired. Um, and I've been doing different tactics, to see like why maybe he's hungry like so trying to give him a little more protein before bed and you know sometimes you just have to admit you don't have a good sleeper and i know there's sleep consultants that can help with all of that but I'm just really against crying it out, really against Ferber. You, you, you probably know this about me, but anyway, so I'm talking about all of these things is that you can do little things to help set yourself up, but then there's going to be seasons where nothing's going to work and nothing's going to help. Like for me, getting up a little bit earlier would have helped, but literally 15 minutes after I had gotten up and gotten down to start my computer, I was going to straighten up a bit, start my coffee. He was awake. And so then I'm trying to nurse him back to sleep. And then he won't lay down. He's like, nah, mom, where are you going? And I need to get back onto work. And so it was this whole like thing that just really drove me crazy. And so anyway, I'm saying all this because there are these messes in life. But remember that the person that has the perfectly kept home might miss the fact that their kids aren't home with them while they're at school. You know, like the grass isn't always greener bigger house people have bigger houses bigger spaces maybe you live in an apartment or you have like a smaller home the bigger space you have the more you have to clean up the more you have to take care of the bigger the lawn the longer it takes your husband to mow it like the grass isn't always greener bigger isn't always better and um I say that as I'm looking to buy like a bigger better home but just remember to appreciate where you are now and the comparison game is not one you want to play Also, talking about messiness, I want to talk about how there is kind of a messiness that can kind of happen in your marriage. And I'm not talking about like actual messiness like cheating and crazy things like that. Thank God I haven't experienced that. But um I feel like nobody prepares you for the ebbs and flows of marriage. The the thing about it is there's going to be seasons where you can give more to your spouse. Then, well, then they can give to you. There's going to be seasons where they can give more to you than you can give to them. It isn't always 50-50, right? Sometimes it's 80-20. Sometimes it's 90-10. Sometimes it's 60-40. Um, it can be hard, right? And it's never like an easy thing. I think that when you... Um, are doing I think as moms we carry a lot of the weight right and so sometimes at least I've done this in the past you can carry resentment when you feel like you're carrying more of the weight of I know when the doctor's appointments are I know what we're having for dinner I know how much laundry needs to get done I know this and I do that and in my case I feel like you know my husband is working a job that is stressful I am working a job that is stressful we're both at home Why do I feel like I'm doing more? Um, Perhaps my job is a little more, like, they're not going to track, if I step away from the computer for five minutes, they're not going to be like, why are you away from your computer? Now, if I was away from my computer for 30 minutes, they would be like, why are you away from your computer? Um, But I could, you know, five minutes here or there isn't going to hurt. But what I've been realizing, you know, yelling at your husband (laughs) to get him to understand your level isn't isn't, um, effective. And for a long time I was resentful because my mom would be like, you he loves you so much. Like give, give him a break. And I would be like, where's my break? Okay. I can give him a break because he forgot to take out the, the trash. And what I, what I had to help make him realize is that the small tasks I give you to do, and I think you all will relate to this if you have a husband or partner or spouse, um, are not just little tasks, right? Like Me telling you to take out the trash isn't just because I don't feel like taking out the trash. I'm telling you to take out the trash because when I make breakfast this morning, I'm going to have to throw things into the trash. And if it's full, there's going to be nowhere for me to throw it. And then if I need to stop and take out the trash, then that means I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old following me outside onto our porch while I've managed to to take out the trash. And while I'm doing that, I got to make sure he doesn't fall off of the porch and Or I could leave him in the house and then he's just going to scream. And then when I get back in the house, I have to put a trash back in and pick up the baby and try to calm him down. But I'm supposed to be making breakfast and hopping back onto a meeting. So all I needed you to do was take out the trash. So please do it. And so I was feeling all this resentment when like little things I was asking for wouldn't get done. Or I wake up earlier for work and something that's been that used to really bug me and sometimes still does, like let's admit we're not perfect, is, you know, if I get up at five thirty, right? If I wanna be on work at six, let's say I get up at five thirty, because I know that when I wake up, Elliot's gonna wake up and I'm gonna have to spend thirty minutes putting him back down. So instead of getting up at six and just hopping onto my computer, I need to get up a half an hour early. You know, half an hour early compared to the time I wanna log on. Um Whereas my husband, if he wants to be on work at eight, he's up at 7.57, running down the stairs to the basement to log on by eight. And so what my resentment has been was, everything in my life takes planning and nothing in your life takes planning. And so you roll over, whereas if you got up just an hour earlier, if you got up at seven o'clock, you could, I start my day at 6.30. Six, six thirty, seven. Some sometimes between six and seven I'll start my day. Really it depends on Elliot. I prefer to start my day at like six fifteen. That's like the golden time. If you got up even a half an hour earlier, right, and started breakfast or straightened the kitchen or living room or did something to help set my day up, that would be helpful. Um, just like whenever I leave the house, this is advice I've heard too, that I think you should do is like, whenever I leave the house, I try to make sure he's set up with the kids, right? Elliot has a bottle in the fridge. He's not going to drink, but it's there in case you want to try. Um, I have figured out what they're eating. I have extra outfits laid out, make sure the diapers and wipes are out. So it's an easy, quick grab because kids are fast. Do that for yourself on a daily basis too, because like it helps you when and outfit's right there and readily available. It helps you if you've already figured out what they're eating or even cooked ahead of time. It helps you if, and so I started treating myself like my husband, like, okay, I need to baby myself as in like, let me make sure I have all the things I need to operate in the day so that my start and stops aren't as frequent, aren't as much, and it's fine. Um, but anyway, with marriage, I think that there's like, I know there's a lot going in the world and. I know there's a lot of things going on with things, but I will just say that in my life and in my friendships and in my group, I can say that there is a distinct difference between men and women. And as women, we spend most of our times frustrated at the way men think instead of trying to get down to the way they think. One, I do think some of them are purely lazy. I said it. And two, I think that sometimes they think little things aren't a big deal. So for me, the trash being full to you, that's not a big deal. Like you'll get it, you'll get it at lunch, whatever. To me, it is a big deal because now I have to stop my day to figure out what I'm doing. Um... So anyway, at the end of the day, men think differently, but I will say that, um, what has helped me though, is just trying not to get frustrated when those things happen, but explaining why it's hard. And I think that he's seen me since being home he's seen how much I do and has started to do more and then also he started to give a lot more to my love language he started he bought me flowers he's bought me the stress relief thing he's bought me he started to realize okay so one of my love languages is gift giving and in return his his words of affirmation and then like physical touch and like a little bit quality time that means that let me let me hug you more, let me kiss you more, let me touch you more, let me tell you you're a great dad more. And I feel like when you really, when both of you can really start doing those things, it makes such a difference. People laugh at the love languages or think, oh, it's not that serious, but it, it does. It is because what ends up happening is you end up speaking two different languages and getting frustrated instead of speaking the same language. Uh, for me, it's gift. For you, it's touch. For me, it's um, acts of service. For you, it's quality time, like or words of affirmation. Like if you're going to fill up my gas, that means the world to me. If you take out the trash for me, that means the world for me to me. If you buy me something cute, that means the world to me. If you get me a mug or my favorite coffee. And so we started doing those things and we just saw that in our marriage, everything just started to improve so much more. So long story short, when it comes to marriage and it comes to, you know, there's going to be times where you still get frustrated, where you still hold resentment, where you still, you have to work through those emotions. But when you both can actually give to the other person is when things can kind of shift. And the hardest thing is you can't make someone give to you. I've learned that too. You can't make someone give to you for years, for years. I've known this man, I've been with this man for nine years. For years, I would be like, babe, just buy me flowers randomly or babe, just do this randomly. Nine years later, he's starting to do those things. Why? Because I'm not saying, oh, you're not a good enough husband or, oh, you don't ever do this or, oh, you don't do that. Instead, I'm acknowledging what you do and what you do well. And I'm you know, showing you the work that I put in and giving you what you need. In return, he's giving me what I need, but he also needs to go through his own self-realization phase and figure out like as a man, how he wants to be a husband and all that too. All right, before I close out this episode, I did want to talk about one more thing. Um, I, I know that Christians get a bad rap, right? We get a bad name for being judgmental, for telling people how to live, for judging other people's lifestyles. I, as my own individual person, know that I don't, I don't, you walk your walk, you talk your talk, and the rest is, a, that's between you and God. That has nothing to do with me. And so I get really frustrated when I see groups of people condemning, judging, hating other people. Um, but I do want to say, so that's just like a disclaimer that in this space, in this community, we are judgment-free. Literally, everyone's life is a mess. We all just have different levels of mess and different types of mess. For me, it's a bunch of laundry. For you, it could be dishes, but we've all got mess. Um, but on the flip side, I wanted to talk about this TikTok I saw that I thought was really good. And she said something that Christians get wrong, uh, or and people of faith get wrong, is that... Um, and she gave this example of um, Jesus in the boat. So in the Bible, if you don't know, there's um, um, this there's scripture, this passage that talks about how um, the disciples are in a boat and then a storm happens and Jesus is asleep. And so Jesus is asleep on this boat and there's a storm happening, right? And so like the, the boat's going crazy. Everything's going crazy. They think they're going to like tip over and like everything's going to happen. And they finally like wake him up and they're like, dude, it's a freaking storm, and he calms the winds and in, in the sea, right? And so a lot of people will look at that passage, and or a lot of people think that just because I know Jesus, or I am a Christian, or even in life in general, because that's my life, storms won't happen, okay? Be- storms won't come, and the, the misconception is that God didn't say you won't have storms, that you would not have trials, right? But he said you can have peace, in the midst, the midst, I can't say that word of them. And so if you think about that, that story, the disciples are on this boat and Jesus is literally with them, like literally right there, just asleep. Like he's still there. You guys are not going to die. Like you're fine. Um, And there's a storm going on around all around them. And yeah, I'm sure it was really hard to like steer that boat and like make sure the boat wasn't overflowing. And he just calms everything that's outside and around them. He finally is like, peace be still. And then the winds and the waves die down. And so I think that when I think about this, this is just my opinion. Remember, I'm not a preacher. I'm just a person. When I think about this passage, I think about two things. One, I think about the fact that if I think about every biblical person in the Bible, every person I want to be like Esther, Queen Esther, she's my favorite. I want to be like her. They all had storms they all had trials they all had tribulations times wasn't always easy in fact for the most of the followers in the bible it was hard and so For me to think that I will never have trials in this life is silly. And sometimes I get mad or frustrated because like life is kind of like a roller coaster. Like you are going up, 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 you're climbing and then you get to the top and you sit there for a minute and you're like, hey, this is nice. And then you get shot downwards and it's like going all around and everything's crazy. And then the ride stops. And it's calm for a while until you ride that roller coaster again. And so I think that I uh, there's times when like I'm riding the roller coaster, I get frustrated. I'm like, dude, I just want it to be calm in my life. And then everything's kind of spiraling, which is how I feel a little bit right now. Um, Not not entirely, just like a little bit. And so when I think about that passage, that story, that TikToker, I'm thinking about how The idea is that despite what's going on around you, you can be calm, you can be calm. God promised to bring peace in the midst of those storms. One, the second thing I take is like, so just because the storms are going around, God is still right there. Jesus is still in that boat. He is still right there. He is not, you think that he's gonna just sleep through the boat tipping over and like the demise of the disciples. No, like he's right there. Yes, there are storms going around, but he's right there. You can be calm. You can just trust, even though everything's going crazy. Two, I think about the fact that when it was time, Jesus woke up and calmed the winds and the waves. When it was time, when it was too much, when it finally, they were at their end, he calmed them. And so in your life, when things are a little bit crazy, no, we can't control when they're going to die down, when they're going to subside, when life is going to go back to normal, when the pandemic is going to end. But when it's time, it will, right? When it's time, God will calm it down. God, Jesus will figuratively wake up and tell everything to stop. And so I know that in life, we get afraid to do things, to take risks, to change. This is another thing I was thinking about. But in order to change, this is a side topic, in order to change your life, you have to change your day-to-day actions. So a lot of times we want to be skinnier. We want to be richer. We want to have better relationships. We want a better marriage. We want, um, better sleep. And in order for, we, we have these like dream lives we want, right? Like the, the dream house with the dream car and the dream job and the dream marriage and the dream kids. But in order to have any of those dreams, like we have to change today. And I honestly think those, those changes are hard. And I honestly believe that small steps, um, one small step a day turns into a 1,000 steps by the end of the year. Okay, maybe 360 steps. I know how many days there are in the year. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like one small change, whether it is instead of drinking soda, I'm going to drink water. Or every time I want a soda, I have to drink two glasses of water first. If you're trying to lose weight or cut back sugar. And then by the time you, you drink those two glasses of water, you're too full to have soda. Or you want to you change your marriage. Okay, start with just loving your spouse every day. Just give him three surprises a day. It could be like surprise kisses, surprise hugs, surprise, I don't know, whatever, something funny, just start doing it or just start saying, I appreciate you. And so two things that to take away from the end of this episode, I know I can kind of be like all over the place, just like follow the bouncing ball, is one, God never said you won't have problems or trials in this life. He just said that he would be there with you, he will get you through them, and then when it's time they will cease. Two, in order to live or get to a point in life where you are happy or you have, you've reached a goal, whether it is to lose 10 pounds, whether it is to find a better job, whether it is to be financially free, you have to make the changes. That means that you can either go to Starbucks today or you can make your coffee at home. If it's cheaper to make your coffee at home, that's $1 saved. If you could just make, start making those small changes, you can reach those goals. But to have the dream life, you have to put in the work and it's hard. And so for me, I have to find time to put in the work that I want to put in, um, for the podcast, for the community I want to build with you guys and so much more. Um, but I had to put in the work. And so hopefully this episode was a little bit encouraging in the sense that you realize we're all a mess. You can go on TikTok. I am at CMOM Uncensored, I believe. Um, I'll I'll link or I'll put my um, handle in the description and you can see the mess of my life. You can see that I'm just like a regular mom um, if you've never seen my face before. Um, And two, we all go through crap. Um, The grass isn't greener and three, trials will happen and you will get through them. And it's okay to cry about them. Having fear, last last tip it, having fear or being scared or being upset about something doesn't mean you don't have faith it'll work out. It just means that you're human and you have emotions. And a lot of times for me, I need to get it out before I can um before I can to move forward and have faith. Like I always go back to this, Ethan lost his job. I had to get in the shower, I had to cry about it. I had to cry. I needed 10 minutes. I needed 10 minutes to go. Oh shit. Had my oh shit moment. Sorry for the language. And then I got myself together and was like, okay, God's got us. But I needed 10 minutes of panic so that I could have my, you know, five years of peace or my two years of peace or whatever. And that's okay. All right. I've said a lot. Don't forget to leave a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave a written review it always 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 helps with visibility. This is a one woman show. Um you guys know the things. Um the other thing I wanted to say was make sure you're following me everywhere on Instagram, on TikTok and then if you have prayer requests, if you have something you're going through. Um send me a a message on Instagram. If you need someone to talk to, send me a message on Instagram. If you have a fun idea or if you want to come on the podcast, send me a message on Instagram. This is a community. Yes, like I, I, you know, made the podcast, but I want to talk and connect with you all. So just make sure that you are around and I just want to thank you all for listening. Be safe, be well, and Mercury is in retrograde. So please breathe, take a bubble bath, self-care is more than bubble baths. Take a walk, um, take a nap, do whatever you need to do to like get you through this, um, retrograde. All right. I love you guys. Bye.